now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea piping hot so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via whatsapp at 324-1612 email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com now here's your host sandy hill broadcasting live from the beautiful cayman islands
Good morning. Good morning. I know you guys were like, where is she? I don't see anybody. I was grabbing a little glass of water so we can get ready for the day. What is going on? Happy Thursday. Or some people say Friday part one. <clears throat> what is popping off this morning? Well, we are going to continue having a discussion about the Cayman Islands Boxing Association because folks, there has to be something going on, <clears throat> my apologies, at that organization. Um, when I sit back and review exactly what happened uh, over the course of this week, we can't sweep this one under the rug, folks. There's just too much at stake here. And you know, there comes a point in time in all of our lives when I feel like we have to be honest and we have to address things head on. So buenos dias to Elizabeth. Anthony is here for it. Good morning, Anthony. Anthony, I can't remember if it was your mom or your grandma that I ran into recently, but they were like, listen, don't mess with Anthony when it comes to his show and Sandy and CMR because he loves that platform. Um, so thank you so much. We really appreciate your support. I ran into, I think it might've been your grandma. I ran into her over the weekend. Marshall, good morning. Thank you for tuning in all the way from North Carolina. Uh, Leroy, good morning to you right here in the KY. Miss Morna is here as well. Sunny Law, what is going on? Beverly is here. Pleasant good morning to you, Ervalyn. Jasara is always here. Thank you so much. Mr. Don, we've missed you. Haven't seen you in a couple days commenting. Uh, Siobhan, thank you for logging on. Beautiful Miss Beulah. Yes, good morning, good morning one and good morning all. Yasmin is here. Yasmin's like, so let's get that tea, honey. Uh, Vanessa's also ready with her teacup. Good morning, Olivia. El Rey, CMRers. We need to come up with a better name, CMRers. Just doesn't have the right ring to it. We got to come up with something like teacups or something. I know some of you are super creative. Um, so have a think about what we can call our super fans. It's got to be a good name that suits that. Good morning, Leroy. He said, let's get this cup of Java started. Good morning to Dr. Frank. Thank you so much for tuning in. He says, great job you're doing for people. You were sent by Ongava, God, Holy Ghost, and I can feel the consciousness of our people building and increasing. Mall Road, yes. Thank you so much for that. I uh, really, really appreciate it. Anna, good morning. Louis says it's tea time. Happy Thursday. Yes, massive at home and international. We are one. Um, aim, one God and one destiny. Jake, good morning, Jake. Are you at the gym this morning? How are you? Miss Joy, Cece, look at Cece. She is fresh out of Facebook jail. Boy, Facebook um, incarcerates more people than I don't know what. <laughs> Facebook just does not joke around, but sometimes Facebook is ultra ridiculous. Um, I gotta tell you the craziness because uh, someone posted how Facebook actually blocked something or removed something that they posted over a year ago saying that it was against their policy. And I said, yep, once someone sees it at any point and they report it to Facebook, it can happen. 
And so imagine getting put in Facebook jail for something that you posted over a year ago. A little bit ridiculous, but Facebook doesn't seem to care. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, Lisette. Somebody says for the name, how about roadies? Like Marl roadies. I like it. I like it actually, yes. Roadies, aha, uh -huh. yes, why not? Goes perfectly with the name. Uh, George Roper's here, Lizette is here, Miss Ann, Karen Duran is here for the tea. Melita, Donna, James joining us from Canada. Sheila is here, Shannon. By the way, big shout out to our friends. Um, we just had a birthday. Oh gosh, uh, let me think about it now. It just slipped me who had a birthday. Um, but I've got somebody on my birthday list. Mm, it's gonna come to me soon enough. So um, good morning, good morning. I just got the reminder this morning actually, it was like so-and-so had a birthday. Um, you know, Facebook is always changing things around. So they used to do little uh, pop-up reminders of which of your friends is having a birthday. I haven't seen that in a while. Quite oddly enough, I don't even know where it's gone now. So I'll try to find it. I like those. They have memories, which is always interesting. Um, Cece, one year ago today, you had up a post. I'm going to remind you about this because, of course, Facebook has just reminded me. Let me I'm going to pull this up. You guys are going to find this funny. Yes, but Facebook does the most with Facebook memories. Roadies, Marl Roadies, I like it, I like it. Um, let me see here, Cece, I'm gonna grab this so I can share it with you guys. On this day, one year ago, this is what Cece was up to. All right, who else is here with us? Iron Lion says, how about CMR Nation? Yes, might have to take a vote on this one. Um, thank you, Miss Sandy. Always supporting you here in Georgetown. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. Uh, Al Roy says he's working on it. He's putting on his thinking cap. Good morning, Miss Julie. Good morning, Tanya. Um, Irvlin says Marl Rodians is the name. Marl Rodians. Hmm. I still kind of like Rodies. Marl Rodians. All right, we might have to put that to vote. I'm gonna jot these down and maybe we'll do a little um, voting on the website later on and you can let us know what your preference is. So we have CMR Nation, Marl Rodians, yes, and Rodies, yeah? Good morning, Miss Anne-Marie. Miss Sue is here, Richie Rich in the house. Uh, Cara, thank you. Good morning, John, watching from the Philippines. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Iron Lion, what's the question mark for? Bonnie says, keep up the good work. Be the voice of the voiceless. Miss Bonnie finally um, got her honey yesterday. I was able to get back out to East End. So um, I must tell you, I went back out yesterday. It was kind of early afternoon by the time I got there because I had to go to client town and we got that elderly lady all sorted out folks. She is happy I think as she could possibly be. Good morning Miss Maria Sasha Road Runners. Ooh, that one's interesting. 
I like it. I like it too. These are all pretty good, you know. Uh, good morning, Maria. Miss Darlene joining us in the UK. Panji says good morning to Kiman. Sonia is here for it. Marl Urs, Marl Atarians, Marl a nation, similar to Auntie Donna's Plankas. Marlers, Marlatarians. Okay. Um, Alice, we're going to jot some of those down. Um, good morning, Miss Alice. Thank you, Amy, for those recommendations. Lopez Mar Maritza is here. Buenos dias. Como estas? We have Kiriane. Thank you so much. It wasn't too bad. I actually went to bed early and then woke up and stayed up way too late. And I realized that I don't know why. If I go to bed before a certain hour, I always seem to like wake back up and then go to bed at the regular late hour, which I keep saying every day. I'm gonna go to bed early. Mall Rotors. Um, yes, it has not been uh, the extra sleep that I know I need. It hasn't really been working out. Marl Gang. Mm. All right, Cece, let me show you what you were up to a year ago. Um, where is it? Mm. Where did I save that one just now? Hold on now. Um, mm -hmm. I can't even remember what this was about, Cece. You're going to have to jog my memory in terms of what you were talking about. But... A year ago today, Cece, this is what you had up. The Power Puffs. Sandy is Buttercup. Oh, yeah, some Buttercup. Alden is Blossom. And John John is Bubbles. I, I have no idea what brought this on, but it is super funny. Um, the Powerpuff Girls. So I get to be Buttercup. Alden is Blossom. And John John is Bubbles. I'm guessing April of last year. We were in the middle of the lockdown and pandemic. Thank God we have sort of come out of that. Um, you know, we're halfway there. So I don't know. Cece, do you remember what you were thinking? What, what brought this on? It must have been something maybe at a press conference or something. I don't know. Uh, Deslan, thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome, welcome. We have Mr. Hero Blair says, thanks for being you. You're a pearl of the island. Oh, thank you so much. And I do want to talk about um, what happened yesterday. Delcy, you must be psychic, girl, because, um, and Miss Sue, I don't have the new glasses on right now, but this situation is actually connected to the glasses in a way. So we're going to talk about that. Roadsters, thank you, Miss Darlene. Good morning, Diana. Good morning, Scott. So good to see you. Miss Valdine is here. Um, Thir Thirsty, is that how you pronounce your name? Miles is here. Good morning. Yes, the new glasses I actually got this weekend. And I don't wear those every day. I still feel like these are my everyday glasses that I have on, but that's my second pair. And so I was particularly upset yesterday, as you guys saw, when I got a phone call from a young lady saying that after two days in the job, she had been fired. Now, there are a lot of people who call me and I want to really set the record straight here because of course the owners of these businesses always think, Oh, this person is calling because you know, they're trying to embarrass us. They want, they want mall road to blow us up. 
And that actually isn't what happened at all. In fact, hmm. um, oh, that's an interesting bit of news. Okay. So, in fact, when this person called, I felt like she just wanted someone to listen to her just for a few minutes. She was obviously upset. And, um, you know, after I started digesting what had happened, I really had a lot of questions for her as well as for these so-called um, employers that hired her for two days. So she, first of all, said, you know, she doesn't like attention. This isn't about trying to put these people on blast um, and came on Mall Road. She just wants to know what are her options? Is there anything that she can do? Well, let me answer that question first. Unfortunately, there is nothing you can do. And the reason for that is when you're on probation, you pretty much get um, you pretty much get six months or whatever the probation period is to try the person out. And during that probation time, the law says that you can in fact dismiss someone for no cause at all. That's what the law says. When you're in probation, they can let you go. They don't really have to tell you a reason why it can just not be working out. So on the one hand, as someone who is um, an employer, I can understand the logistics of that because sometimes, let's just admit it, things just don't work out. You know, you try with someone and you give them the six months, the opportunity to prove themselves. And um, unfortunately, you just don't have a meeting of the minds. Now, I think, and you guys can certainly, um, you know, tell me what you think about the situation. If someone hires you and they're genuinely looking for you to work for them, not just anyone, but they're genuinely looking for you to work for them, there's certain things that they would have done in the course of your employment that um, would make logical sense. So one of the key things that they would do is they would actually give you a contract of employment. Don't you think? I'm just saying, right? And normally you give someone a contract of employment or um, I forget what the law calls it. I have to look at the labor law, but basically a letter, um, terms of, of employment or something like that. So it doesn't have to be a full-fledged contract, but the law does require you to put something in writing. In fact, let me have a look at the labor law here. And when an employer doesn't do that, that makes me wonder, why? We're all logical people here, Perla, right? Dion, good morning, Felicia, Karen. If someone gives you a job offer verbally, is there any reason that you can think why they wouldn't put it in writing? Well, probably the reason why they wouldn't put it in writing is because they think that by not putting it in writing, 
that somehow you now don't have any proof even that they have offered you a job, although you're there, and what the terms of your employment would be. That's shady. I don't know how the rest of you think, but in my mind, that is very, very, very shady. So when someone says to me, and I did speak to the owners of the business yesterday, that, oh, we believe in hiring Caymanians and we hire Caymanians and we're committed to hiring Caymanians, I'm thinking, all right. Uh, so that means that you are also committed to following the law of the Cayman Islands, right? And that you have a good faith means of dealing with people And part of that good faith is that you actually put it in writing, whether it's a full-fledged contract or some sort of letter. You know, I'm going to tell you exactly what the law says because the, the current law doesn't say that you have to do an employment contract, but there is something that you do have to do. I'm going to just give me a second here. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. Uh, we're still operating under the 2011 revision of the labor law. And I can tell you that there were attempts to revise this law, I believe it was in 2013. And that still has not happened for whatever reason. There was a lot of gaps in this law that um, favor the employer and not the employee. And of course, it just never happened. So let me see here, probation period, um, statement upon termination. So let's look at part one of the law. Because of course, you know, I always say, if you don't know what the law says, folks, you are at a distinct disadvantage and employers think that they know the law and they still breach it every single day, apparently. And so they did not give her any sort of um, anything in writing. So, um, section, I'm trying to remember what section. So it says conformity of the law subject to section four, any employer who offers or provides employment under terms and conditions of employment, which do not conform to this law commits an offense. And um, of course we know that hardly anything is done about that. So a statement of working conditions, every, this is section six of the labor law folks. Thank you, Maddie. And so it doesn't technically have to be a contract of employment, but it has to be a statement of working conditions. So let's have a look here at section six of the law. And it says every employer who enters into contract of employment with an employee other than a casual employee or a person employed as a household domestic shall within 10 working days of entering into that contract. So I guess technically since they fired on day two, um, they entered into the contract the week before because it was an oral contract at that point, um, shall furnish the employee with a written statement of his conditions of employment in accordance with subsection two. And then this tells you things like job title, a brief statement of general responsibility, regular hours, rate of remuneration, 
So it might not be a full-fledged contract of employment, but all of the things that you see here in subsection 2A through J are supposed to be in the written um, statement of working conditions at the very minimum. So um, I when, when I heard that there was no employment contract, I thought, hmm, a company who hires people on a regular basis should have a standard statement of working conditions or a contract in place. Uh, Maddie says there's actually a 2021 revision. Maddie, thank you. I'm going to have a look for that one. Um, employment and labor law, 2021. Wow, when did they update that? They finally updated it. I think they updated it, but they didn't actually include a lot of the things that were in that 2013 revision. To the best of my knowledge, they still left most of that out. Um, 2021. So let me see if I can find that one now. Here we go. Thank you, Maddie. Yeah. Labor Act 2021 revision. So remember now all of our laws um, probably have been updated to at least have a name change to go from being a law to an act since we're now, uh, we had the name change to parliament, right? So Labor Act 2021 revision, thank you. Um, again, subsection six or section six still is statement of working conditions. That section probably hasn't changed at all. So yes, folks, no contract. And I thought to myself, hmm, who hires a person, makes them go through an interview, agrees to a starting date, and then not give them a contract. And then when I spoke to the employer yesterday, they're like, oh, well, you know, we kind of wanted to try her out and see if she would work sort of thing. That's what probation is for. So if you want to make it a three-month probationary period or a six-month probationary period, it is what it is. Probation isn't meant to be two days. And if someone has done something really egregious in two days, so they have stolen from you, they haven't shown up to work, they assaulted someone at work, you know, those are the things that you can be summarily dismissed for, then I would think, right, that is a definite reason to get rid of someone immediately. What I heard from both her and them were a lot of picky little things. Like they were picking at every single thing that she was doing. And so I thought to myself, why would you do that? And by day number two, already have made up your mind, good morning, Celine, joining us from Guyana, about the suitability of this individual. Now, I've been on both sides of this coin. I've worked for other people. Obviously, currently, I'm self-employed. And I have had people work for me. And one of the things that I think that everybody sort of gets is that you need to give individuals an opportunity to acclimate themselves to the environment, meaning your work environment, the coworkers, they have to figure out what your what your um, work what is the what is the technical word I'm looking for? Your workplace vibe is, vibe isn't the right word. I'm gonna tell you what the right word is here in a second. Um, morale, um, all these types of things. 
I'm just trying to, there's an exact word that I want to use, but it's not coming to me. So um, good morning, Miss Ethel. And I do not think that you can get an assessment of an individual in two days on um, workplace culture. Thank you, Magdalene. Yes, the workplace culture, you know, you need an opportunity to evaluate them fairly and they need an opportunity to get used to your workplace culture. Now, some workplace cultures are more laid back and others is more um, strict and, you know, very, very um, uniform in terms of what they expect from you. And the only way for, I think, an individual to know that is for you to tell them that. So I spoke to the young lady. She said they told her two reasons why they dismissed her. Number one, her dress code was a problem. She also said that she had expressed that, you know, she hadn't been working in a while. She's an individual who had been medical boarded by government. She's only making, um, as a result of that, they pay her $950 a month. She has three children. That is nowhere near sufficient to support her and her three children. And she needs to work and she wants to work. However, because she's not worked in a while, a lot of her clothing is not like new clothing. It might not be the best clothing. And so she expressed that, you know, when she gets her first paycheck, she'd be in a position to upgrade her clothing. Now they claim that she didn't say that to them. This is what they said. She didn't share that. She has a different story. And this is where, you know, you go back and forth with a lot of hearsay and folks, word of advice, anything that you're telling an employer or vice versa, that employer is telling an employee, put it in writing. You have emails. It's easy to express any concerns. So even if you verbally say something at a meeting and you come to a meeting of the minds, go back and put that in writing. So you say things like, you know, um, further to our discussion yesterday, this is what, you know, I shared with you and I understand that you have very strict zip code or dress code. So what is so incredibly interesting, thank you, Sasha. I'm gonna look at some of the clothing here because I want you guys to tell me what you think about this. And this is where I really think that these employers are nitpicking, right? Um, on day one, and keep in mind that this work environment is vision wear. It's an eyeglass location, which is part retail and um, part, I don't even know if it's office because eyeglass is like part, part sort of medical, part retail, okay? This is how she dressed the first day. Now, you guys tell me, do you see anything wrong with this outfit for the first day of work at an environment such as a retail eyeglass facility? Hmm. I don't see anything wrong with this outfit at all. What What's the issue here? So when I spoke to them yesterday, um, the young lady said, you know, they had expressed concerns on day two about her outfit. Um, Daryl, I see you there. We're gonna be talking about the boxing situation here in a little bit. Um, let me just kind of wrap this up some.
So yes, we have this situation for day one's outfit. Javid says clothes make you work. It's like telling children that, that they can't have their hair certain way. How does that impair the ability to work or learn? Well, listen, everyone has some sort of a work code uniform or whatever. And I have been in this situation, like I said, as an employer where you think, right, what you're wearing isn't appropriate and you can address it in more ways than one, but <laughs> you need to have a conversation with the individual. So if they had an issue with this, I'm gonna show you what happened with day two. Um, again, the young lady expressed that, you know, she doesn't have a whole lot of clothing. So I don't know, she hadn't worn these shoes in a while or what the situation was with the shoes, but they actually blistered her foot. And this young lady went to great lengths to actually provide evidence of what she was saying. And here's the evidence of the blisters that she got from wearing those shoes. Maybe they're a little bit too tight, I don't know if it's the material. I don't know what the issue is, but her toes got blistered. And so she couldn't comfortably wear them the second day. So let me show you the outfit for the second day of work. Right? So this is the second day of work. And those were the wedge open toed shoes that she wore because now she's got toe blisters. So they say to her when they fire her, that, oh, these shoes were inappropriate. And then what they say to me, and I need to clarify, let me just ask her, is they say to me that they had an issue with both shoes. And I'm thinking, huh? So there was an issue with day one, the shoes she wore on day one, they were not appropriate apparently. And there was also an issue with the shoes that she wore on day two. Now let's take a closer look at these. These are the shoes from day one that ended up blistering her foot. When they dismissed her, they didn't mention the day one shoes, but they certainly mentioned it to me yesterday by the time that they knew that I was calling to be like, what on earth is going on here? So they went on and on and on about a lot of nitpicky little stuff. They said that the outfit she wore on day two, which would be this outfit, had a rip in it. So she has shared that yes, where the back pocket is, it had a slight tear in it and she had her top pulled down so that you couldn't see that, but maybe they saw it when she stood up or bent over, I don't know. And this is where now I have an issue. When you hire someone and you see little things like this by day two, the response that you take, in my opinion, is not to fire and dismiss this individual. It's to pull them aside and have a conversation with them. So they also say that on day one, this young lady arrived super early to work, at least half an hour early. She was sitting outside, having a smoke, waiting for closer to opening time. She was just there waiting. And they said that the wife, this is a husband and wife business, beckoned for her to come in. And because she didn't come in, um, they 
thought that was a problem. Well, she said she never saw them beckoning to her, beckoning her to come in. So it's like, okay. But again, you beckon someone from inside, why not just go outside and say, hey, young lady, come on in. We can get started a little bit early since you're here. So, you know, they kept talking to me and I got to tell you that they made me very uncomfortable when they were talking to me because the whole time that the husband was talking to me, he was, I don't know if it was a nervous laugh or what the situation was, but at times he was like laughing and I'm thinking, what's funny about this situation? I am, I am serious as a heart attack right now that you guys really need to satisfy me that you did the right thing here. And after they were finished with all their nitpicking and, oh, we hope you understand. I'm like, actually, I don't. What I see is people who are going out of their way to pick on every little thing this young lady was doing within the first two days. So another thing that they told me, and they didn't tell her any of this stuff when they let her go, but obviously they had all this in their mind. They said on the second day, she took her lunch hour, she took her hour for lunch. And the way that they said she took her hour for lunch, it was almost as though they were feeling like she wasn't entitled to her hour for lunch. You know, sometimes it's not what people say, it's how they say it. Well, she took a whole hour for lunch. I'm like, isn't she entitled to an hour for lunch? Are you saying that she's entitled to something differently? If you have a different culture and your culture shouldn't be in contravention of the law, but if your staff don't take an hour for lunch and that's your culture and that doesn't contravene the labor law, then you talk to people about that sort of thing. You don't expect them to be psychic and to know what is in your head or you know what your, your work environment and your work culture is. So they said she took her full hour for lunch and then she turns around and books an eye appointment, and I do fault her for this, right? Okay, you're in an environment such as this. The first week, the first month, while you're on probation, it should be common knowledge that you don't take advantage of any of their services. You're just there to work. So she said to them, what's the procedure if I would like to get an eye exam done? Now they claim, oh, you know, she told us that she had perfect vision and this and that. There's some dispute about what was said, but that doesn't matter. She said, what is the procedure for this? If the procedure is you don't do it now, you wait until after your probation, why not just tell her that? But they're offended that she would even ask to have it done and then they're offended that they tell her, well, the procedure is if some, if a client, like a pain client cancels, which she's a pain client, so I'm gonna tell you something in a second, then you can book an appointment and you can take a cancellation spot. Now, it appears that the issue that they had, and I think there's an unspoken issue as well, is that she took her lunch break, booked an appointment that was outside of her lunch break, which technically is now in their time, and had an eye exam and they were like, oh, you know, now her prescription says she needs glasses. So did she lie to us about needing glasses? Like, really? Are you people that pernickety? Like, honestly, you know how long it took me to recognize that I needed glasses again? 
In fact, even when I recognized it and I did an eye exam, the optician or ophthalmologist or whatever, I don't know what her, her, her exact title is, said to me, just wait, because you just had a baby and certain things impact your hormones, which impact your sight. So yes, your eyesight is a little fuzzy at the moment, but just hold off on wearing glasses because you do become dependent on your glasses. And let's see if your eyesight kind of levels out a bit after you've had this baby. I already had the baby, but you know, let's just wait. So you know how it is. I'm telling you, oh, I can see fine. I'm driving down the road without glasses. I'm like, yep, I can see. I've been driving all this time. And then when you go and the eye doctor is like, mm, A, B, or C. And you're like, ooh, I can't see any of that. I thought I had 20-20. And when you finally put on a pair of glasses, folks, woo, I can see clearly now. A lot of times you don't even appreciate how bad your eyesight is. So unless she had had a recent test and lied about those test results, I'm thinking, what is the issue? Except I don't agree that she should have done it um, during work time. She should have booked an appointment on a day off or even go to their competitor. They probably would have fired her for that too. But you know, there's certain things that I just don't mess with when it comes to businesses. Remember the other day when I was telling you guys uh, about the woman at Foster's shopping after she's gotten off of work? Honestly, that creates a lot of situations that I can see happening. And so sometimes I look at things a little bit differently. Again, having been an employer, I'm not going to set myself up. If I was working for them, the only day I'm going to come and grocery shop is on my day off. And if I'm only getting Sundays off, I'm going to send another family member with the grocery list. You do have to be very careful about mingling like what's happening in strict work time and then if your employer offers certain services. But most people would find nothing wrong, especially when her insurance company is paying for it. She has insurance. This company did not have to provide insurance for her. She's a, um, a what do you call it? A medical boarded civil servant. So she comes with a lifetime coverage of medical insurance. So it's not like they were like, oh, she's already trying to make a claim in her policy. Yes, Sarah, we get into exactly who they are. So I'm thinking these people are really, really, really something else. Somebody else just sent me a review that they found online about them. So they have three locations. I want to talk about my experiences because as someone who now wears glasses, I've actually had very positive experiences with them as a customer. But I must tell you that this situation yesterday is making me think twice about ever using their facility again. Now, here's the irony of it. I just spent money with them this weekend. And this is exactly what I said to them. I just bought glasses from you guys this weekend. Spent $700. And I'm now thinking, really? And you can't afford to keep a Caymanian employed, but you want the money of a Caymanian? Hmm. I'm not feeling this, none at all. So listen, they gave me all these little pick, pick, nitpicking things, 
Didn't say anything to her about 90% of that. She heard two things. She actually asked for them to put it in writing. And all they responded and said, oh, just give us your bank account and we're going to pay you for the two days. Now, I don't know if these people are just nitpicky to the point where, because they sound like they wouldn't have anybody working for them. So I don't know if they're just those type of people or if they really had something shady with this young lady where they had no intentions of keeping her employed. They wanted to be able to say to immigration, oh, look, we've hired a Caymanian. She didn't work out. And by day two, we had to fire her because of her shoes. And so now we're going to put in a work permit. I don't really know what the end game is here. What I know is I was not comfortable with what transpired. And then at one point they said to me, oh, well, she should have had a conversation with us. Oh, yes. And they also mentioned that they had asked her about obtaining a, um, what's it called? A police clearance. And that she basically said that she couldn't afford a police clearance and asked whether or not they could deduct it from her pay. And they were like, oh, she's already asking us to advance her $25 on her pay. And I'm like, you do know that there are a lot of people, and this is one of the issues that people have had with works, who cannot afford the police clearance. And yet that is a mandatory requirement now, pretty much employment across the board. It's going to take four weeks. Now, if getting a police clearance certificate was a condition of your employment, let me ask you guys this. This is where I think something shady going on with these people. Why would you ask her to come in and start working before that date? If it's going to take four weeks, then she waits the four weeks until she gets the police clearance in her hand. And then you have her come in. Why have her come in, request the police clearance, have her come in, then have her say to you, you know, I can't really afford it. Can you help me? It's not that she wasn't willing to get it. She was just saying, I don't have that $25, like honestly. So then that becomes a problem. Again, none of this was said to her. They're, but they're saying it to me to try to build their case of why um, they fired her. And I said to them at the end of the conversation, well, we hope that that satisfies you. I said, actually, it doesn't. I said, if I were being completely honest with you as someone who is both an employer and employee in my lifetime, it doesn't satisfy me, none at all. So um, let me just see here now. So to be clear, I, listen, Siobhan says one has, um, When has wearing glasses become an offense? I would really love to know. Really, really, I would love to know because we've all committed some serious offenses then. It's just really, really ridiculous how incredibly petty they were getting. It's unfortunate. There was something else they said. Oh, yes. 
well, she should have communicated with us. She should have said something. And I was like, you know, the funny thing about communication, it's actually a two-way street. You're the employer. What prohibited you from pulling her aside and talking to her? If by day two, you felt like you had all these issues in your mind that were major red flags, which none of them are major red flags, but I could see how collectively they might be like, eh, you know, we can't be bothered. You sit down and you speak to her and you say, listen, you're just on day two and we want to give you some feedback on your performance and how you've been doing. And there's little things that we don't like in our culture. You don't do an eye exam on day two. You don't do it in our time. Uh, we've got an issue with the shoes, you know, what's going on with your attire. When I used to do training, it was so interesting how sometimes I would say to people, I just saw the message, Maddie, thank you so much. I'm going to talk about that here in a second. Um, I would say to people, don't make assumptions in the workplace about people. Because... Uh, Maddie, I think that they're actually Caribbean optical, but somehow I think that they might be trading as they have more than one location with a different name. So that's why I said vision. I'm going to, I'm going to get to you in a second. Um, they have three locations. I think they, they're trading as name is different, is different for each location. Right? So, yeah. So you do not make assumptions about people. So one example I always gave is, you know, as a, as a big busted woman, and I can certainly relate to this situation. Sometimes you see people wearing an outfit and you think to yourself, oh my gosh, that is so inappropriate. Um, you know, why is she showing cleavage at work? Well, when you have breasts of a particular size, it becomes very, very challenging for you to probably not show cleavage depending on the cut, right, or the outfit. And there are times when if you purchase a dress, you have to go up a size than you might normally wear because the bottom is going to fit, but the top is going to look like you're trying to push your boobs up in somebody's face. And that isn't the intent. And that isn't, you know, what you're trying to do. But a lot of people make assumptions like they'll look at you and go, oh, them bubbies look like they always falling out. Don't be judging people prematurely unless you really understand what their situation is and what it is that they're dealing with. They knew that this single mother of three had not been working for a number of years. She made that clear to them. She doesn't have much disposable income to be going out and shopping and buying clothes and shoes when you don't have a job. Where are you going, you know, to wear these things? So if she had told them that and they had a discussion about, you know, uh, Sky, I got the glasses from the same people we talk about now, child. So just hold on, honey. Um, why at the end of the day would you not have a conversation with her? Why are you expecting the burden to be on her for her to approach you about, oh, well, you know, here are some issues that I'm having or concern or whatever. Risa says she has an appointment there at Country Corner and she's thinking about canceling it today. And I want to make it very clear. The service that I've received from them has always been very good. I like the staff that they have. I've gone to the Country Corner location. I've received phenomenal service from the young lady there who did my eye exam. But at some point, it does become a matter of principle, Risa, 
And I am still undecided on how I personally will deal with this situation if they will ever get another dime from me. Because one thing about optical places is there's a lot of options, believe me. They're not the only players in town. So someone sent me um, this, someone rated them. I don't know where this is. Um, I don't know if you, visual, if you Google them, if this will come up, I'm guessing this is just online somewhere. Uh, this is the Market Street location. So they have one in Caymana Bay, one in Seven Mile Shops, which is called Caribbean Opticals. And then there is the other one that is in um, Country Corner. I don't know if that one is has the same name or not, but they, they seem to operate under different names for each location. So this is a review about the staff. And like I said, this hasn't been my experience, but this is someone who did a review earlier this year about someone that they had there that wasn't even providing good customer service. So while they're worried about the shoes that this young lady's wearing, maybe they should be reviewing uh, these online comments with a view to working on some customer service for existing staff, apparently. Once again, I personally have not had this experience, but this person has, and not only has this person had them or had that experience, but if you go and um, Google them, you'll see that other such comments do come up. Now, you're never gonna find everybody that's happy with your service. So let's be very, very clear about that. But this is the sort of thing that makes you wonder. Your standards are so high that you fire this young lady on day two because of shoes and all this nitpicking stuff. What about the important stuff like how was her customer service? She also, they also said, um, oh yeah, you know, she's got cashier experienced. And when we asked her, she was finished by day two and she left at 5.30 or whatever time it was, that we then see that she didn't close out properly. I have worked, I have a retail business. I've had a retail space and I've had people hired. And I have a specific way of how I do my closing out, how I handle my float for the day, how much float I'm gonna have, how somebody balances. Oh, they said she hadn't balanced for the day. She hadn't done the balancing procedure. And there is no way in this world that by day two, I'd be leaving someone on their own to balance for the day. I would be there reviewing it with them, going through it again, allowing them to take notes, right? She has said that they actually didn't train her with cash. They're claiming, well, she's coming with cash register experience. So they are just assuming that she knows exactly what to do. No, every company might have a different experience or a different method of closing out the cash. I mean, it was just so many, like when they spoke to me versus what she said, and then they're like, yeah, you know, we got a good written reference. And then we went back and started digging. 
why would you be going back after you've gotten a written reference from someone and then start digging about that person? And then supposedly they spoke to somebody else and got an oral assessment. Don't know who that person is. Don't know if that person's an HR manager, a coworker, but somebody at the HSA where this young lady worked years ago because she's been gone since I think 2017. And that that person was like, well, she's, I, I can't remember the word that they used. It was something like, um, it was this word because when they said it, it was like, oh God, I can't remember the exact word. Oh, I can't remember they said she was, whatever the word was, I said to them, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? Because it's one of those words, like, it's kind of like saying someone is, um, sensitive. That wasn't the exact word that they use, right? And then I say, well, what, what does that mean to you? Because if someone uses that to describe someone, that can be interpreted in a million different ways. Well, you know, like she complains a lot. And I'm like, but was she complaining a lot with you? I'm not understanding that. Because it seems to me if anybody's complaining a lot, it's you nitpicking on every single thing the girl is doing. Then they have the audacity. Here's the icing on the cake. And where you know, I was really kind of done with the conversation. Then they say to me, um, well, you know, she cries at the drop of a hat. DJ, yo, yo, thank you so much. We do have 580 people on. 91 on YouTube and 483 on Facebook. Thank you for noticing the numbers. Yeah, she cries at drop of a hat. Because mm -hmm. when you fire someone on day two who really needed that job and who has three children, you're going to be so shocked and surprised that they just burst out in tears. You people, I was, I was listening to this. And the husband was doing most of the talking. And someone just said to me, where are they from? Because they must be Canadians. Actually, they're not Canadians. And we've talked a little bit about this Canadian mafia that we have going on the Cayman Islands. But guess what? The wife is a Caymanian from West Bay and her husband is a Jamaican. Caribbean people, one is her own. And he did most of the talking and I'm still going there going, nothing that you have said to me makes me believe that this was a genuine situation where you were really trying with this young lady. I'm sorry, but I'm calling BS on this. Now you folks know that I get a lot of calls about everything. I mean, I was saying this to you the day before about the one with the, the woman who's like, what do I do with my husband who keeps talking about it? I'm like, woman, there's certain calls I'm just like, I can't even entertain that kind of shit. But I get a lot of employment calls. I get calls, people not getting paid their salaries. I get, I get customers complaining about companies who are stealing their hard earned money. I mean, I get the gamut. Listen, yesterday alone, I got two messages from people looking jobs in Cayman. One lady, some, I guess it's a lady, I don't even know. They just WhatsApp me. Oh, I'm from Nicaragua and I'm looking for a job. I'm like, so? <laughs> Another one, oh, I'm from Jamaica and I'm a, I'm a um, what was he, some kind of mechanic and I'm looking for a job. I'm like, and you're contacting me because? I do not run an employment agency. I run a news site. And yes, I help people find jobs, but the only people I have time for right now, I'm sorry, are Caymanians and don't take any offense to it. 
but I'm not running an employment agency. So I'm not trying to find the world a job. Ironically, just yesterday came on new service did a story on how we have over 24,000 work permits here in the Cayman Islands, despite being in lockdown, despite being in COVID. And a lot of these people should have made an exit already and they have not left. So 20, over 24,000 work permits, according to Cayman New Service. That's a lot of work permits. And when you have people that are unemployed and you have employers making their lives challenging to keep a job, you do have to wonder, is this just another situation where you're trying to get a work permit approved? And this is exactly what I feel like has happened here. So the woman says, oh, I'm a Caymanian, blah, blah, blah. Right. Just because you're a Caymanian, that don't mean nothing to me. Because trust me, we are some of our own worst enemies. That doesn't mean you're pro-Caymanian. That doesn't even mean that you're calling the shots in your business. Because like I said, I noticed the husband's from Jamaica and he was doing all the talking. So you might be the Caymanian business partner but I don't know who's making the decisions and who's calling the shots. You are the husband. But again, even if you were, that doesn't mean anything to me. Oh, you know, we try, we have a track record of trying to hire Caymanians. Well, really? Because as Lisa just said, if you have ever owned a company before, you've ever hired people, you can see that there was no proper onboarding of this individual. You've not even given her a chance. So I wasn't convinced at the end of the conversation. Yvette says she assisted me with my glasses on Tuesday. I didn't see anything wrong with her outfit and she had on a sweater too. She was so helpful and nice. I could tell she was new as she was writing everything down and asking questions. This is ridiculous. Valdine says, yep, work permit time. And that's where all the issues are coming from. I have to agree with Valdine. Something doesn't make any sense here. Maddie confirms Visionware has three locations, Kimana Bay, Countryside, and Seven Mile Shops. Caribbean Optical is the actual lab and registered name. Thank you for the clarification, Siobhan. Dominique, thank you very much. I appreciate your support. So someone else just has messaged me and said they're actually gonna cancel their appointment today. Here's the thing, right? In the Cayman Islands, these companies for far too long have been able to do whatever they wanted and there were no consequences for their actions. We just sat back, we still support them, we still you know, give them our, our hard earned money, which they're then given to work permit holders and I have nothing against work permit holders but I'm telling you, this is the Cayman Islands the last time I checked. And so until we have every single Caymanian employed that wants to work. So I'm not talking about the jokers out here in these streets who don't wanna work, who are stealing from people who are doing the most, I'm not talking about those individuals. I'm talking about the people who try to do the right thing. They are parents, they are mothers, they are fathers and they're trying to hold it down be honest, they're gonna show up to work and they're gonna do their best. 
Are they going to be perfect? No, nobody's perfect. Are you going to have to work with them, train them, give them a chance? Yes, but I expect you to do it because you know what? You would do no less for a person on a work permit. In fact, you're going to do more because many of you jokers expect the Caymanian to train the person on the work permit. And then you're going to promote them above the Caymanian. And you don't think that there's a problem here? I've seen it with my own two eyes over many, many years. It is ridiculous. And it has to stop. And the only thing that these people understand is money. Okay? So when you go to pay for that work permit, you need money in your bank account. When you have to pay for your license, your business license, your CUC bill and all these other things and take out your owner equity, that means you've got to be making some coins. You've got to be making some money. Rent isn't cheap in Caymana Bay. It's not cheap in Countryside. And it's certainly not cheap in Sevmaa shops either. But we're going to start talking about your bottom line and how as consumers, we now need to take the power back from you, the employer, and start sending some really strong messages here. And the only message they understand, folks, is money. I don't know about anything else, but they only get dinero, okay? So maybe if enough people start canceling appointments, then they'll think twice. Someone else says Deloitte does the same thing. Caymanians train the rollover position and get promoted while in rollover to manager. Well, you know what's happening in that world. A lot of people now are uh, working overseas remotely and still doing the job and still getting paid for it. So they don't even have to hire Caymanians. I mean, COVID has opened up. It was like that before, but I guess maybe they weren't thinking about it too much. COVID has taught them that, oh, yes, you can work remotely. So we're going to keep all the foreign staff, not pay work permit fee, by the way, employ them from overseas, and still allow them to do work that could be done here in the Cayman Islands. How do you stop that? I don't think you can. So somebody else says, Dina Scott owns the eyeglass place with her husband. I am pissed and I've sent her an email telling her how upset this has made me and this is the kind of thing that you need to do. We need to raise our voices, folks, and speak out on behalf of others. Plus, last year, her Filipino woman overcharged me $1,300 and tried to make me pay for it and I have insurance, which would have covered it 100%. She was still insisting that I pay and would not release my glasses. It took three months to clear it up and she still kept that woman employed. Hmm. Other staff told me that the Filipino uh, woman is making a mess every single day. Well, so other people are getting complaints. The young lady says they did not train me with cash. I had no interaction or training. I left at 6.15 on Monday and 5.30 on Tuesday because they fired me. So Tuesday, they called her in. She thought she was going to be getting a contract of employment finally. And what she was getting was a termination letter. We do have Daryl waiting to talk about this boxing association mess. 
Wanda says it's time that we protest this business and all businesses with the same practices for far too long came out and have let foreigners take advantage and walk all over them. Well, the, the sad part is we are allowing our own people to do it. That's the sad part. And Ali, I have had absolutely nothing but good service with them. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah, I agree, Anthony. The staff there I've had no issues with. I don't know where the Filipino lady works, but I've had no issue with the staff here. Shout out to Ben, who works there as well. He's one of the lab techs. And over the weekend, he turned around my um, new glasses for me within a matter of hours because he had seen, he'd had the foresight to order me some extra lenses. So that's not what we're talking about here. And I think that really the message has to be that despite the fact that you might provide a good service, you might have good quality glasses and all this other stuff, if you are not prepared to do the right thing by people, then you should be held to account. And I'm not, listen, I just said Caymanians first, but I also want to be very, very clear. For me, the right thing, if you're going to hire an expat worker, you can't not pay their pension, you can't not pay their health insurance, and you can't treat them like a dog either. That's not what I'm saying here. And think that, oh, we're going to turn a blind eye to that. You got to treat people right. You got to treat people with a sense of humanity. Alma, it sounds like they just expected her to pick it up as she went along, like throughout the day. All I know is they said to me, oh, well, she's had tons of cashier experience. Well, listen, you don't know what procedures she was involved in at the HSA when she's working cash register or admin or whatever. So why would you think that She's going to be an expert on your closing out procedure, your balancing procedure. Lacey says they set her up to fail. They didn't even, they didn't even set her up to fail. She didn't even get a good setup. They just brought her in for two days and oops, out the door. So, you know, I last night really. toiled with the idea of what I was going to do with this. Because again, in principle, I've had good service from the company. I don't know these individuals. I don't know who Dana is. I don't know who the husband is. But to me, it doesn't matter. You see? Even if this young lady has misinterpreted some of what transpired, that's why I called them and I wanted to speak to them and hear what they had to say. What they had to say to me was unsatisfactory. It really did not come up to par. And I made sure I said that to them. I'm like, really? Are you kidding me? Well, you know, we don't know what you're going to do with this. And, you know, CMR has such a reach. But, you know, I'm like... There's nothing that you have said today that has impressed me, given me confidence that this young lady deserved to be fired. So unfortunately, she's out of a job. Uh, we do have to move on from that in terms of her situation. And let me be very, very clear. I've had a chat with this young lady and I have said, listen, this is what they said to me. 
And what you need to now understand is going into any employment situation, these people do not believe in giving you any second chances. So you need to make sure that you're asking questions. You're don't make any assumptions. In fact, the only assumption you should make when you get a new job in this day and age is that your employer is the strictest employer in the world and your work culture and environment is super strict. No cell phones out. You take your, your allotment break as prescribed by law. You ask questions. Is there a certain time that I should be taking a break? Do you have any pro I mean, it's almost like the immense burden is on the employee to get it all right and the employer is gonna sit back and judge you and then fire you if you slip up. But make that be a lesson as well for her. Because I don't think that on the second day that she should have even been asking any questions about an eye exam. Like I said, I probably would not have even gone to them for my exam. I would have gone somewhere else. Because these companies are just shady like that. Oh, you know, she's just started a job and already she's using her doctor's time. Well, if there was no other appointment booked, most of us would think, what's the problem? But unfortunately, these jokers will find any excuse. So do not give them an excuse. All right, folks, let's change gears a little bit. I see a lot of your comments. Uh, Cece says they should be demanded to hire her back. Oh, no, 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 because they will make her life miserable. Trust me, if they were nitpicking about all that by the second day, I can't imagine what the second week would be like with them. Mm -mm. Damon says, post your experience on social media for applying for a job or being treated unfairly, their Facebook reviews, TripAdvisor, et cetera. Um, so Vanessa and those of you who are joining the conversation late, they have several names that they go by, but Caribbean Optical, I think it was just shared is like the parent company. And then they have Vision where it came in. Um, what were the other ones again? You have to remind me, Siobhan. But they have several different locations. You know how easy it is for me to just order glasses overseas? I'm gonna be honest with you, I've done it before when my husband used to wear glasses. You get them for a fraction of the price. You can, as a matter of fact, I would get them quicker than when I order from these local companies because they're gonna turn around and tell you you gotta wait four weeks for your lenses to come in. It's because I'm trying to support local businesses. I realize the importance of supporting the local economy. And then when they do stuff like this, I'm just like, why? So I was, I was really upset by this situation yesterday. I must be honest with you. And I hope that this is a lesson to all employers. Times are changing, not just on the political front, but a lot has changed in this country and people are fed up and they're not gonna put up with your shenanigans anymore. Let me just put it that way. There should be some level of accountability in this country for everybody. So if I'm gonna out your workers when they steal from you and when they you know, do all the most at your place of business, don't you think it's also fair that some of you employers get outed as well for how you treat your staff? Seems fair to me. 
that we hold everybody accountable, everybody to the same standard. All right, folks, Daryl, let me see if you're still here. I know you've been waiting ever so patiently. You've got your mic muted. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I have a comment. Someone says, hey, Sandy, I believe in the absence of an employment contract stating probationary terms. It is assumed that the employee is a full-time employee. Therefore, she might be entitled to notice pay, which, be, which would be the equivalent to the intervals of which salary is paid. So for example, if she's being paid monthly, then she should get a month notice pay. We'll confirm when I get in and she can call and speak to a labor officer. Thank you so much for that comment. So they might have to pay her a little bit more than the two days. We're gonna find out exactly how that goes. Um, my apologies, let me just see if Daryl is ready. So this is Daryl Ebanks that we have. Daryl, can you hear me? Hey, morning, Sandy. Hey, morning, how you doing? All right. So Daryl is joining us. Now you guys remember that yesterday's conversation was all about um, the Boxing Association and what was popping off there. I am glad to say late yesterday, the police issued a statement on the arrest of um, boxing um, pro, former boxing pro, Charles the Killer Whitaker. And they said that he was still in police custody, which we knew, and um, that they were, you know, they charged him with a number of different offenses. Uh, basically, he has been charged with, let me tell you exactly what they've said. Um, suspicion of causing fear or provocation of violence, which I think is ridiculous because that woman, uh, what's her name, was not fearful of him in any way, shape or form. She was up in his face, it looked like she was about to knock him out, but anyway, damage to property and resisting arrest. So um, there was some confusion about how this all got started. And then a number of people were sending me screenshots from uh, Daryl who had posted that in fact, the, the social media posts that got Tracy all up in her feelings about, oh, you're saying bad things about the Boxing Association didn't come from Charles Whitaker at all. Although she said that it actually came from Daryl. So Daryl, I want you to back up and to tell us, please, if you can, what's, what's been going on at the boxing gym, first of all? Is this something that just started this week or what in your mind is happening here? No, it's just been building up for years and years and some people are just getting frustrated right now. You know, it's, it's enough, you know? What, what exactly is happening? When you say stuff has been going on for years and years, tell us exactly what's happening. I mean, first they're, they're playing with people's lives. Um, with the coaches and stuff like that. They they hire a coach, they they use them for one or two years and then they just get another coach. You know, and then you gotta start all over again, start training, getting used to that person, you know, get getting to know the person all over again, you know? Mm -hmm. And in the program, it's not it's it, it doesn't happen overnight. You have to have years and years and years to make it to make it work. Mm -hmm. But they're not doing it like that. They're they're just using people right now, to be honest. Right. So you feel that the coaches themselves, um, maybe some of them have complained, but you know, both coaches and clients are placed at a disadvantage because once they start a program, 
the coaches are not there to build up the clientele, to build their program before the Boston Association gets rid of them. Yeah. Why are they getting rid of coaches? Do you have any idea what sort of reasons they've given? They don't give them a reason. They they just say, we're not going to renew your, your permit. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So they have right now, he signed the contract for three more years. And then like a week after he signed the contract, they just told him they're not going to renew his, his permit. Oh, so they actually have people signing contracts and then they change their mind three yeah. weeks after signing the contract? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that sounds like another employment hot mess of a situation. <laughs> so that's that's one issue. What else what else is happening? Uh, you know, the, this the people aren't being treated right in the in the gym. They're you know, they you go in the gym, you don't feel safe, you don't feel like before we used to feel like a family in there, you know, mm -hmm. be laughing, happy, you know, we don't feel that anymore. It's, it's hostile. Like you go in there and you feel like they're saying like, what, what the hell is he doing here? You know, mm -hmm. it's just a lot of bad vibes in there right now. Wow. So this isn't something new. You said this has been brewing for a while. Like how long have you been um, surrounded with boxing? I know you've been doing it for a while. How many years has it been, Daryl? I've been boxing since I was 16. I'm 31 now. That's a long time, 15 plus years. And I guess you've seen a lot in your years. Have you seen a progression to it getting worse or better? Or has it been the same all this time? Yeah. Since this association um, came on board, everything just went downhill from started going down. When... Um, we had the association with with uh, Miss Anne Marie Bird. Everything was, it was too good to be true. It was basically everything was going right. Like mm -hmm. events were happening, things were getting done, you know, and we were getting out there. But then since this association came down, it's, it's everyone's just like laid back. Nothing is happening, um, you know, and, and they don't even tell you anything. They're they keep everything quiet. They don't they don't tell you um what their plans are going to be they don't tell you you know like uh -huh. with the coach no one knew only they knew that the coach they were going to get rid of the coach only they knew they didn't have a meeting they didn't have anything like that nothing organized they just got rid of them are you actually a member of the boxing association or do you just go to the gym and use the facility i was a member but being a member they they don't call you or anything like that for meetings or anything so it's pointless being a member they, they only they only call the people that you know are it's convenient for them they don't call like the local people they're they're just calling like a select few mm -hmm. but they don't call every everyone on the board so it, it's it's pointless for us to be on the board because they don't even involve they, they they don't make us um they don't involve us in in anything right Okay, so let's um, move forward now to what transpired uh, this week and kind of what exactly led up to that. So we saw a video, which we shared yesterday, of <coughs> Tracy confronting, Tracy Seymour, who is the facilities manager, confronting um, Mr. Charles the Killer Whitaker on Monday. And apparently in that video, which uh, looks like she videoed it herself, she was making reference to something on some social media post that he had made and where he was uh, making disparaging comments about the association 
and something about a decision or something. She kind of just really went off on him yep. about that. And he was sort of like, you know, who are you to tell me what I can say on social media or anywhere else for that matter? And, you know, I'm entitled to have a conversation or in, you know, it was just kind of a weird thing that she'd be even having this conversation with him and in the manner in which she was doing it in particular. Yeah, the weird thing but, is that uh -huh. she put it from the start. So I think she knew what she was doing. You think this was a setup from the word go? Definitely, because she knows Charles since, since she was a kid. So she mm -hmm. knows Charles. She, she knows how to press his buttons. So mm -hmm. I, I think just because she videoed everything, she had something planned. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people get get that sense um, for sure. And, you know, obviously she's the only person who can speak to that. We can only make assumptions based yeah. on her actions about what her potential intent was. But there seems to be a lot of people who feel that way. Yeah. Um, and you share that opinion. Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. So when I found out yesterday, based on, I think you, you might have been watching the program and you kind of commented on the post and sent people um, the fact that you were actually the person who had made the comments and not um, not Charles. It was your post. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Why would she have? And I, and I saw that you had put this up. You said the post that she's talking about. I made that post on social media, not Charles. If anyone wants to see the post, it's on my wall. Um, it's just talking about the truth and what's happening in the boxing gym. And Charles made a comment on my post, and that's it. So why would she approach Charles? as though he's the one who started the conversation. He's the troublemaker. He started the post. Like to me, that part of this, I'm very, very confused about. Yeah. Yeah, they, they didn't, she, she didn't confront me because she knows like, I wouldn't say anything. I'm not, I wouldn't react or anything like that, you know, but mm. she knows Charles, she knows, <laughs> if anybody knows Charles, Charles, he's passionate about boxing. And, you know, you're not going to tell them what he can do. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he has a strong mind. He, he speaks out, you know, you can't tell the person like that, that they can't do it. They can't do something, you know? So she knew he would react in a certain way. That's just what happened. Mm. Okay. So you're saying that Charles is a little bit predictable. He might have a little bit of a temper. And so because of that, she uh, felt like she could elicit a certain response out of him. Yeah, basically. Was there any, are you aware of any um, confrontations or situations between her and Charles previous to this incident? No, no, that's the first time I've ever seen Charles like that. It, it made me feel like, you know, emotional, like seeing, see, like I was up close and I saw just the, the pain and, and, and the frustration and, you know, I, it was, it was, it was hard to watch. It was hard for you to watch being there. And I got to tell you, it was very hard for us to watch um, just seeing it as well, because I, I think that um, it was obvious that Charles was um, hurt and insulted. And, you know, obviously his reaction, I think, surprised a lot of us because I guess no one has ever really seen Charles have such an outburst before, but um, certainly not in that manner. Oh. Um but yeah, we, I mean, we were shocked watching it. So I guess I can only imagine how you felt actually being there. Now you were, you were on the outside. You weren't there on the Monday when, when she was talking to him. Um, no, no, he, um, I wasn't there on Monday. No. Okay. So on Tuesday now, when everything really popped off, 
you were there watching um, this situation. You just happened to arrive at the same time as him to work out, or were the two of you going to be working out together? Well, he called. He called me in. He told me um, that we were going to do some some work together. So uh -huh. he arrived. He arrived uh, for me. So when I arrived, <laughs> all he said to me was, "The f was are not letting me in the gym." And then he threw the block. He threw the block into the, um, into the door, and then you know that was it. Wow. It all started. So you, you had just gotten there before um, he started throwing the block. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a mess. So, you know, we analyzed the, the video at great length yesterday. Um, at the end of the day, obviously, we know that Charles's response was completely wrong. No one is giving him right for that. But I think that most people appreciate the fact that um, a lot of her behavior was very um, provoking to say the least. Um, she called him a lot of disparaging names that I don't quite understand that that were like racially inflammatory, referring to him as a boy when I don't know how old Tracy is, but you know, um, Charles is probably somewhat older than her or at least her age, if not older. Um, referring to him as a boy. She called him other, I can't even remember all the derogatory things she said now, an imbecile, um, you know, all of these things. When you were sitting there watching this, because when you walked into the gym, after he, um, after Charles managed to put a hole in the door basically and open the door himself and you walked into the gym, you said something to Tracy. I think you said, um, you don't own the gym or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I told her, Tracy, like, Tracy, you don't own the gym. You can't do that. Yeah. And I mean, how, how do you think in her mind she's able to lock someone out of a government-owned facility? Do you know if the board made a decision and, and gave her the okay to be able to do that? It, it, it wouldn't have happened like that because I know the um, president, she would have she would have had a letter ready or she would have had a letter ready. I know. Who, who is the president, by the way, of the Boxing Association? That was the right letter, so I don't think that was, uh, I think it's Layla Jackson. Oh, it's still Layla. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure if she was still involved or not. So it's still Layla. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because she she's, um, I think she's a previous attorney. She she actually taught at the law school when I was there doing a program. So, so um, yeah, I'm sure Layla would be doing things a little bit by the book. Yeah. Um. So at the end of the day, this pops off. You walk in, you say to Tracy, you know, you don't own the gym. Yeah. And he then, she then says to you, this isn't about that. He threatened me. Where, where does she think he threatened her? I have no idea. I watched the video um, from, from the previous day and I didn't see any threats or anything like that. All he uh -huh. said, nobody can't keep me from coming to the gym. You know, and that's, that's all he was worried about. He wasn't worried about anything else. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we didn't hear a threat either, but we sure at some point, um, you know, obviously as the word started popping off, he did say things, but, you know, she also said that she would break his arm. I mean, that's a threat too. Um, yeah. So, In the heat of the moment, just people just say things they don't Yeah. So now that... Um, he has been arrested. Obviously, he will be answering um, to some charges. 
what what's your feeling on the situation i feel terrible terrible about it you know it's something that shouldn't shouldn't have happened it should have been dealt with a different way entirely mm -hmm. yeah they could have sat down in the office and you know had talked even if they argued a bit but away from everybody else you know yeah so tushan says oh this is one-sided so you're not going to mention what he said well tushan if you had actually been listening to the program as a regular viewer you would know that yesterday we dissected at great length um, over two and a half hours what both parties said blow by blow and went through the entire thing that's not the purpose of today's program but you're more than welcome to go through damien is also asking where the video is you can find it on the website on the article or you can also go back to yesterday's program and we went through it in great detail to sean so we're not going to recap and redo yesterday's show um she says yes but you're not mentioning it now do we really need to go over it again yeah <laughs> i mean you you want to you want to go over it again um because we did this at length yesterday yeah, basically why i feel a way about the the whole boxing association is because you know they've they've treated me so bad for years they actually ran me out of of boxing mm -hmm. i was getting i was getting um sponsorship from from the olympic committee and i did that on my own i went i went to the olympic committee and i spoke to the i spoke to dion mm -hmm. you know and he said he would help me out. And then um, we had a meet, meet, meeting with um, Mr. Carson. We spoke about it, you know, and they had to get some letters done, you know, and and the sponsorship was, was approved afterwards. After I got that sponsorship, you know, whatever, anything I would do, the, the Boxing Association would threaten saying, oh, if you don't do this, we're gonna take away the money that they're giving you. Mm. It's a lot of things that, you know, it's a, you shouldn't even say that, you know. I, I was living in England for three years, just training nonstop every day. And then anything that, like one day I, my leg would be hurting or something like that. And, you know, you, you, you do feel it sometimes. And then, oh, if you don't train, uh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. It's a lot of threats, a lot of threats. You know, it shouldn't be like that. It should not be like that. Mm -hmm. And some of the, um, a lot of the boxers in there, they don't say anything, you know, but they don't feel good. That Yesterday, one of the boxers came to me and told me, man, I wish you would come back and fight, you know, because right now it's not the same. We don't feel like, you know, because I used to treat them like like family, you know, like we joke around, mess about and stuff like that. You know, it's it's, it's something you're doing because you love it. It's not, it's not boot camp, you know. Mm -hmm. You're doing it because you want to be there. You you want to help out. You want to, you know, see the kids get better. But it's mm -hmm. it's a lot a lot to it that everyone's going through up inside there, and they just can't do anything about it because the place is being run like that. Right. What What do you think is going to happen? I mean, is there any way to resolve this? Um, we do see Charles is actually here making a comment at some point. We're gonna invite Charles to come onto the program so we can hear things from his perspective. And um, being completely impartial, we also extend that invite to anybody from the Boxing Association. 
including Tracy, because I want to know, you know, what she has to say and, and why she um, confronted this man about something that actually he didn't do. But, um, you know, let's hear everybody's side on this because the Boston Association runs, I think, some very important programs. In fact, one of the very first guests that we had on um, the Cohort Truth, I don't think we were even calling it that, but when we started doing our very first podcast show uh, was Layla and um, a young boxer and somebody else. I can't remember if it was Tristan or somebody else in the Boxing Association, but it was three of them, um, did one of our very first interviews. So, you know, I know that there has to be, this has to be fixed. These programs benefit our young people. Boxing has been a lifesaver for a lot of young Caymanians. It has kept them out of trouble. Um, it has given them a safe place to go as an after-school program. Uh, it just offers so much. And I can't imagine that because of personalities that this could go away. Like, I'm, I'm very sad by that. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think there's going to be a resolution here? Yeah. Um, can we hope for something beyond, you know, the strife that's occurring right now? Right. My resolution was um, to find out the date that they were going to have the vote to um, change the board or, you know, so we can get some new members, in, you know, some people that actually do really care about you. And, yeah. You know. So you're, you're hoping for some changes at the board level. Um, and it's not going to happen with, with this board. It's, it, this is going to be current. It is going to keep happening. People are going to be frustrated. People are going to leave. Like we don't have one guy, that, one boxer up inside there. That's that's from the old like days. Everybody left. They they chased everybody out. Mm. Wow. Well, um, Daryl, thank you so much for speaking with us. Um, we do see that Tracy sent out a note saying that um, the facility would be closed um, for today. I don't know if it's still closed or what the situation is uh, because they were, um, I guess, trying to sort out the glass and whatever. She said due to widespread uh, broken glass within the boxing gym and for the protection and safety of our members, staff, and after-school children. The boxing gym will be temporarily closed today, April the 28th, which was yesterday, and their extended after-school program and adult fitness classes will be canceled for today. Um, any further interruption in a program will be updated to you accordingly. And she has it signed as the operations manager of the Cayman Islands Boxing Association. When did Tracy start walk, working with the Boxing Association, by the way? Um, I think it's a year or two years now that, that she's been in there. Okay. She mm -hmm. used to she used to do this um, the same thing and it, she she left and now she's back again. I think oh, it's she, you know, yeah, like around there, she was doing something with them also. Uh -huh. And then, um, I think some something sort of similar happened that people weren't getting along with her, and mm. then, um, she left. And now I don't know why they would bring her back, but they brought her back. Hmm. Okay. 
All right, my dear, I'm going to put the link here um, for Tashawn and others who may have missed yesterday's program. We invite you to go back and um, view it. We don't have time to rehash the entire thing, but we did go into it in um, great detail yesterday. Um, like I said, doing really a blow by blow analysis of what happened. Um, Daryl, we thank you for um, expressing your opinions at the very most of what you think is happening there. And, um, you know, I think it, it is an unfortunate situation. All day yesterday, I had people saying to me, Sandy, you know, their phones were blowing off. Everybody's phone was blowing off because number one, it was two Caymanians um, going head to head like this in a way that none of us ever wants to see. Uh, we don't want to see this with anybody, but it does hurt, I think, a little bit more when it's two of your own um, in a situation like this, in a confrontation, when we should be more unified than that. And because it was Charles, you know, obviously he is um, a celebrity in his own right. He has been very much involved in the world of boxing. And it just really, um, it made people, it hurt a lot of people. Like nobody walked away from this. Um, uh oh, I think we might've just, Daryl might've just gotten dropped. But nobody walked away from this situation, folks, feeling good about this. And I wanna make sure that we all understand that. Um, uh, just very, very sad, unfortunate. So Bobby says, stay strong, Charles, we stand next to you. Denny says, is the boxing board operating a government or private program? Um, I think they're an NPO and they have their own programs that they operate. Um, Kendall is here. He says, same thing as Daryl, I've had to stop step out of boxing too for a lot of the same reasons. Linda says, uh, why was she saying Charles should be mopping the floors? Gym members don't mop floors. Boy, um, Linda, there's a lot of what she was saying that I have questions about. That's why we would extend the invitation to her to definitely come on and explain some of, you know, some of that um, because it was very unusual. Um, I don't know what Cece's talking about, making some allegations. Anyone for any asking for the person in my inbox? Um, I don't know anything about that, Cece, but if you have uh, information, then certainly provide us with such information. Um, El Ray says, yeah, apparently Charles has to come and sweep and mop up the glass. Well, if they're waiting on that, he's now out. So give him a call. Um, Charlene says that apparently needs some investigation as to all is coming forth. How long does it sweep? How long does it take to vacuum and sweep up 20 square foot of floor? Well, first of all, Elway, let us remind ourselves that that glass was like Teflon. So there might have been some glass, but there wasn't a whole lot of glass because quite frankly, the glass didn't move. He was trying to shatter it. It's not like it, it must have a security tint or something on it. Um, we've seen a lot of glasses like that. When you break it, it's meant to stay intact. And so eventually he got a small enough hole where he could put his hand through and um, open up the door. But let's be very frank and honest here. It was a situation where he hit it, it 
splattered or scattered um, all over the place. Not at all. I'm trying to see if I can grab a quick picture of this to show you guys exactly what happened. But I'm telling you, that isn't what happened. That glass door stayed largely intact. So I am a little bit confused about um, how much would have been required to actually clean that up. I suppose they have to order a new door, although in the interim they could have boarded it out with wood. But yeah, I don't I don't know what sort of cleaning up they needed to do. Safety first, of course. But I think a lot of people think this is just like an over-exaggeration now. Like they had to send out this huge statement to everyone. Ralston says close the gym and put the money in education. Well, here's the issue with that, um, Ralston. This is part of educating young people. You have to understand the importance of extracurricular activities. A person's education isn't just about sitting in front of a textbook all day, right? A person's education is about being involved in sports. That teaches you discipline. It teaches you um, teamwork. It teaches you um, communication skills. There's so much that you learn being involved in a sport, not to mention the physical benefits that you get from being involved in a sport. You know, all of that exercise and everything else that comes with it is good for your children. They need that balance in their lives. So I don't, I, I don't agree with that. Um, you guys know I'm not a huge pageant person, but even pageants, if they're done right, have a place in helping young people develop themselves to be more well-rounded. There are a lot of young people who have behavioral issues that getting involved in a sport has helped them far more than any academic program, strictly academic program would have. And there's proof positive to show that. So there's a lot of benefits, um, Ralston, when it comes to having these types of programs. That's why they work. And that's why we should encourage our young people to be involved in these programs. So I'm just trying to get a picture here of the door. Hold on one second. Um, I'm gonna show you guys the door in case you missed it. So yeah, I don't think that that's the answer. And the answer is also not about running away from a situation right? We don't run away from conflict. We address it and hope to move forward in a more positive way. There's a lot of takeaways, I think, from what has transpired here. And I really hope that there's some lessons that we all have learned from this situation. I don't know where I'm trying to get this picture of it. 
Um, Dr. Juliet says, I'm saddened and I'm not just justifying what Charles did. But as you watch the video, you could you could hear taunting and feel the anger and hurt coming from Charles. He snapped and no excuse, but he snapped. Um, Charlene, what was your question? What was your question? You said that something needs investigation investigating, but I didn't actually see a question. Oh, and from the get-go, Sanders invited him on platform. I'm sure he's attending at earliest convenience. Um, I still don't see the question. Um, thank you, Miss Juliet. Shion says, free up killer. Charles says a program is built for that Sandy. It isn't being used for that. People are simply there for their own gain. They don't want Caymanians around. They're using Tracy, just a self-hating fool. So they're using her because as black as she is, she hates black people. You heard her calling black. Wow. It's a hot mess, Charles. Um, if you want to come on the program, of course, I always say to people, um, you know, when you're in a situation like this, take a minute to really think about your position because you now have a legal position to deal with. Perhaps if you want to speak to a lawyer um, before coming on the program, that might not be such bad advice. Leroy reminds us she's not white. Well, I would say far from it. Um, but yes, the invitation is open and uh, we would invite you to come on the program just like we invite Tracy. We won't have you at the same time, obviously. But um, yeah. L Lacey says, speak your mind but being destructive um, is a disgrace. Don't put it on her. Nothing giving her any credit for her behavior, unprofessionalism, or anything else. Lena uh, says that nobody gets along with Tracy. Her attitude is nasty. Um, Charlene. Um, yeah, Linda. Wants to know Tracy cleaned up after a hurricane. Um, so El Ray says, let's fundraise to replace the door if Charles has to pay for it. Well, I'm sure he's going to have to pay for it. That will be part of, I'm sure, what the judge will order. There's no two ways about that. Um, so, yes, we can certainly look at those available options. Linda says, exercise and sports is great. Should be a constructive way to release energy. I love weights to work off a bad day. Love using weights. Yes. Um, Anthony says we need to have gyms in every district to tackle the rising rate of obesity. Likewise, these district gyms should have affordable membership prices. Yep. Uh, we haven't heard a word from the Boston Association, in fact, about Tracy and what will happen to her, because I think a lot of people are honestly saying, why is she still in that job even? And um, I think it's a fair question that at least needs to be addressed. People are expecting her to be reprimanded. So El Ray gives us an approximate cost of the door. Um, I think they only have to replace the glass. Is the glass gonna be that much? I don't know, here's the glass. But like I said, look at this. This glass really, there's a lot of memes going around about how tough this glass was. 
Um, the glass really stood well. So I don't know how much the door itself is damaged, but I think the glass can be repaired or replaced, not repaired, by the local glass company. Look at look at the bottom of this glass. Like the bottom of the glass is fine. It's only where it got the direct impact that it kind of, it shattered, but it still stayed together. So um, it's just a matter of taking that down, taking out the glass and replacing it. And I'm sure any glass, local glass company should be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, your question was about Charles being in a sport position, but I didn't actually see the question. So I, I still missed what the actual question was. Anyway, folks, um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Mark says, I'm sorry, Charles, I've done more than his part representing Cayman and has done uh, his part in training with Mr. Dalmain. I've watched him fought at Kings and the pride he had representing the Cayman Islands. Ralston said the sport is too bloody for you. Well, um, it's not all about that. I mean, there's boxing moves that you can do and you can train. And, you know, one of the best ways to get fit and in shape is actually a boxing workout. And you don't have to physically hit anyone to engage in a boxing workout. You can work with bags and jump roping and other things that comprise the training program without um, actually punching anybody. Mark says, do a GoFundMe page for Charles. Um, Diana says he's brought the Cayman Islands on the map in terms of boxing, and he should be treated with some more respect. It's sad how he was treated. I think a lot of people don't feel good about that. Um, Irvlin says it's not a regular glass door. It's a special order type. All right. Mm -hmm. Donna says it's unfortunate that Charles had to pay a high price for bringing this mess at the gym to the attention of the public. Outrageous and shameful. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, Barry, you guys know about more about glass doors and meat, chow. Folks, thank you once again for tuning into the program today. We've had um, obviously a number of issues that needed to be addressed, and uh, we have covered that. Elaine and Dacia. Uh, Dacia says she should never have approached him in the first place. Well, certainly not in the manner that she did. And I agree with that 100%. So um, Ralston says that's what happens when they make a spot of you. Ay, ay, ay. All right, folks. Uh, so much going on here in the Cayman Islands. We certainly do our best to try to stay on top of it and to keep you guys abreast of all of it. Uh, this has given us a bit of a reprieve from politics for a couple of days, which, as you know, we were knee deep in that situation. Um, so we know that Mr. Um, the new premier is working with his uh, council and they've been doing some training for cabinet. I think they're also, um, yes, I think they're also working diligently on, um, they're working diligently on a retreat for cabinet. And I don't know if it's all the MPs, but I think definitely cabinet. So they have their work uh, cut out for them. So it is what it is. You're most welcome to all of you who tuned into the program. I feel like I can't even plan that far ahead.
for show topics because then by this afternoon something will happen that will shape what the show topic will be about tomorrow but we are very dynamic here in the program so in other words we cover what you guys want to hear and you're here for it like literally every morning now we're averaging four to four four to five hundred viewers and um, i think that speaks to the content being you know what you guys are interested in, in hearing about and learning about so um yes charlene he's I mean, I don't know what you mean by official, but he's been commenting. And from last night, we sent it out in our news group that he was actually out of custody. So as you guys know, um, we have access to information as it happens. So we knew when he was out. So the officials haven't said anything. I don't know that they'll update that or not. Probably not. But he is out. So you can call him if you want. All right, folks, that's all I got for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Jonathan, the glass is hurricane rated with plasterized laminate to reduce shattering and high velocity impact damage. Uh, it's sold all over Cayman. The only people benefiting from any of this will be the ones retailing the damn doors. Oh, the windows. Yes, I didn't think it was that much of a special order, but nothing new on the cop with the sexual assault allegations still being investigated. Um, so yes, came in glasses on it. All right, folks, I want you all to have an absolutely fabulous day today. It is Friday part one. So that means it's Thursday. I'm actually off this morning to check out one of our NPOs on Island, the Breast Cancer Foundation. I'm going to spend some time with them and um, see what they have been up to. As you guys know, we are going to be covering a lot of NPOs this year, just trying to highlight all the wonderful organizations in the Cayman Islands who do um, a lot to support the Cayman community and so much more. So um, I have, I think tomorrow, I'm supposed to do another setup for an elderly member of the community. So I just want to remind you guys of this program in case you haven't, give me one second. That person thinks I'm done already. In case you haven't, um, let me just say wrapping up. In case you have not heard about it, we have streaming devices for elderly people where we are um, giving them access to some content. And that part of it is free. We have a sponsor who um, sponsored the devices. So please folks, reach out to me if you have an elderly person who uh, could use this. They can get like the local news, they can watch this show live, they can watch Radio Key Man shows live, they can watch GIS, parliamentary um, recording their sessions live and stuff as well. So. So folks, link me 324-1612 if you have a recommendation of an elderly person that we can reach out to. The one that we did yesterday, she was, um, I think I explained to you guys that she had a little bit of an issue with her TV, which we sorted out. But funny enough, you know, all she really wants to do 
is um, she only wants to watch cartoons. I'm thinking, fantastic. Listen, when I'm 84 years old, that's what I'm gonna be watching too. No news to stress me out. I don't wanna watch Fox, CNN, or anything else. So um, her favorite thing to watch is like a lot of the old time cartoons, the, you know, Tom and Jerry and whatever. So I got all that sorted out for her. Watch whatever you want. At 84, nobody should be able to tell you what to do. Just relax, live your life, what's left in perfect harmony. So yes, um, good. That's all I got, folks. Days were live, you can watch anything you want, <laughs> literally. All right, folks, thank you, Louie. Thank you, Gyro, Carson, everybody that tunes in, Gummy Bears, whatever you wanna watch, perfect. You guys have um, a fabulous day and we'll see you all in the morning. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings.